Welcome to a Life of Freedom podcast, your source of inspiration and information on how and why you should choose to pursue your own happiness, pursue your passion, and design a life that fulfills you and makes it your own. And now here's your host, Ayesh LKZ. This is the episode 18 of season two. Today, we are talking with Steve Sims, the visionary founder of Bluefish Concierge, author, speaker, coach, and more importantly, an amazing podcast guest. Let's welcome Steve Sims to the show. Before we start, I would like to talk about WISE, formerly known as TransferWISE. Receive money directly to your account with zero fees wherever you are in the world. Hold and convert money to over 40 currencies instantly in your account and get a debit card to spend in any currency. All with low and transparent fees. Try it out from the affiliate link below with no additional cost to you. And now back to the podcast. Okay, uh, so Steve, it's uh, great to meet you. Thank you for coming. Uh, so let's tell us who you are and what you do, and we'll start with that. <laughs> who am I? What do I do? I I'm Steve Sims, and I write um, I write books, and I teach, and I train, and I coach. What I'm best known to uh, for is doing doing the miraculous, doing the ridiculous, doing the stupid, uh, and getting to work with some of the most famous, influential, powerful, and richest people in the planet. Yeah, yeah. So we have uh, heard heard your backstory as much time I have been listening to, like your the interviews you have been on and also the podcast you're having also. Um, so like, tell us a bit of your backstory. So how do you got started with all of this? So... It's no different to anybody else. I was an aggravated entrepreneur. I had no money. I had no future. I had no options. I had no mentors. Um, and so I went out to try and find those. I was just aggravated. Um, I didn't like having no money. I also didn't like having no support. Uh, and that was something that I found that really bothered me. So as I grew, I may have got information, but then I had no one to converse with as to how I could use that information. So it was constantly a ladder game, you know, get a bit of information, get some support that can help you action that information. And it was that kind of thing. I went from basically uh, being a bricklayer in East London, having no money, no future, and just went out to try and find it. And to try and find it, I worked at many jobs that I was ill qualified to do. Then I ended up working as the doorman of a nightclub and just started building my way up with people with money. First of all, they had a little bit of money, and then I'd get richer clients and richer clients and ended up working with billionaires all over the planet. Yeah, that's right. So the, one of the interesting things you talk about is like you like having to find some kind of support to, uh, to help understand the knowledge that you had. So you, you, so you learn something and you... Uh, like find someone to converse with that uh, to like help you understand more and like help you to execute. Like, let's talk more about that. 
Yeah. Um, I didn't. People think information is everything. Yes, it is. Uh, it's important, but then action is imperative. So, and with action, sometimes you need people. You you can you can be in a room, and you can get all of this information, and then it's a case of okay, well, what do I do with it? What do I start? Um, and it's that momentum, and so it's very important to get the information, but also get the room. If you've got a load of people around you that are laughing at you and they're ridiculing you, you haven't got a good support system. Okay. So the first thing you've got to do is you've got to look at people that you can trust, you can rely on, other entrepreneurs. Because let's be blunt, entrepreneurs, we're weird, we're strange, we're disruptive. And you've got to be around those kind of people in order to get the maximum out of you because you're weird, you're strange, you're disruptive. So you've got to you've got to make sure that your support system is strong. You can find out if your support system's strong by the next time you're having coffee or a beer with your mates, just turn around and start telling them about your goals. And if they laugh at you and they ridicule you and they are negative with you, they're the wrong people to have in your life. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, that's like one of the more important uh, like facts that you need to know because uh, like if you have kind of negative people or if you have people who don't have uh, big dreams or they don't share your vision for life, it uh, it will like uh, help. Like, it will affect negatively in your life. Uh, could you talk more about that if you have the experience? Yeah. So. As human beings, and that's one of the reasons I wrote this book, as yeah. human beings, we love to knock people down. We like to escalate them. We like to revere them. We like to clap and applaud. And then we like to laugh at them. We like to ridicule. We like to poke holes. We like to find a reason to drag them down. We're in a society today, this generation, we're in a society today of gotcha, and cancel culture. We want yeah. to find out something that you said that's inappropriate 15 years ago, and we're going to ruin the rest of your life because of it. We want to find out something that you did today, and if we can find any part of it that we can cast laughter at, we will. Let me give you an, uh, an example. Do you have a truck? Uh, I personally don't, but... Yeah. Okay. Do you like trucks? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Did you see Elon Musk when he unveiled the Cybertruck? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Where do you live? Uh, I live in Sri Lanka, actually. Sri Lanka. All right. So the truck, of which you don't have, was unveiled in America and you watched it. So people all over the world watched this truck be unveiled by the amazing, disruptive Elon Musk. Now, it was a strange-shaped truck, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it had no similarity to any other truck in the planet. Its drivetrain was different. The The composite of the bodywork was different. The, the insides were different. The only thing that was similar to any other uh, vehicle on the road was that it had four tires on the wheels 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But what was the headlines the following day? Yeah. So uh, I think the what you call the, the the window broke because he threw a rocket. So he built. Actually, let me let me rephrase that. He didn't build. He he had a prototype. Yes. He wasn't in production. He had sold out all of his pre-orders before the end of that video. Uh, you you imagine if you were going to release a product and before you even built up any kind of construction around it, it sold out. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Yes, yes, that would be it absolutely would. He sold out everything that he had possible before we even started manufacturing. However, the following day, everyone wanted to laugh at him because of the window. Yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't we didn't applaud the man for trying something different. We didn't revere the man for uh, disrupting the auto industry. The only headline we had was that his his bulletproof glass failed. What a failure. How silly. Laughing stock. <laughs> we wanted to laugh at him. And that's the problem with today. Now, you may have people laughing at you, and you shouldn't care. Elon didn't care. Elon still sold it all out, but everyone yeah. laughed at him. So in today's world, we need to focus on who's laughing at us, and can we hear them? Because I'm telling you, nobody that put the deposit down for that truck, none of those people were laughing at Elon Musk. Yes. It was basically the people that couldn't afford Elon that were laughing at him. And that's the sad thing. Yeah. So uh, can you elaborate on like uh, why that is and uh, like how how is that happening? Um. It's it's a crap it's a crab mentality. Okay. There are people that are very disruptive. There are people that are willing to do things differently. There are people willing to work differently. But we're the small amount of people. Bearing in mind, there's only ever one general that looks after hundreds of thousands of military. Yes. That's the same kind of proportion of entrepreneurs. For every workforce, there's one entrepreneur. So you've got one guy at the top, 500 people underneath him. That's the ratio that it works. As entrepreneurs, we are the small minority of the planet yeah. that disrupt the planet and in some aspects control the planet. So the majority of people will never be us. And for that reason, they like to point, they like to laugh, and they like to ridicule because they're terrified that they don't have the ability to do it themselves. Yeah, that's like, uh, I think that I have heard that like, you know, many times over about uh, on those factors. Also, uh, so it says like, you know, first they will laugh at you or they will attack ridicule and then they would, you know, start to respect you. And then they would ask, you know, how, 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 would, how did you do it? Like that's kind yeah. of the path that's going on. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think today we're getting squashed too much. You see, I, I, I wanted to get people to start going for stupid goals. I wanted people to think bigger. I wanted people to dare to be different. I wanted people to dare 
to be Jeff Bezos, um, uh, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, Jean-Paul DeJoria. I wanted people to go for stupid dreams, stupid goals, and then achieve them. And that was my focus. Yes. I think uh, there was uh, kind of Elon Musk's, I think, maybe mentioned it. It's like you think of uh, kind of ridiculous goals and you think about it, say, how would you make a billion dollars in one year? Like you have to think and you know, get your mindset uh, to that. So in turn, you may make you may not make a billion dollars, but you will be far ahead uh, than you uh, kind of far ahead than you would have planned uh, to achieve uh, maybe within five years. Yeah, there's the classic that if you, if you want to make a million dollars, go for five and file and make two. Yeah. So if you go for $1 million, you won't achieve it. If you go for five, you may make five, but when you fail, it'll be far greater than that original goal. Yeah. So uh, let's kind of uh, go back to your uh, concierge days. So You, do, you were doing like lots of jobs and lot of uh, you're trying a lot of businesses and like how did you got started with the, the concierge club? Um, it was kind of weird. I didn't want to do a concierge firm. Okay. Um, I wanted to have a conversation with a rich person. So in order to have a conversation with a rich person, I needed to be able to um, do something that they wanted. Uh, get them into a party, get them into a restaurant that was fully booked up, get them into a hotel that had no reservations left. It started off small little things and they grew. But my focus was if I can be a value to you, nothing else matters. And that was my focus. What problem can I solve? Now, for anyone out there, you may have a gift of copywriting. You may have a gift of websites. You may have a gift of repairing cars. Whatever it is, if you can show people that you've got that value and that solution, then you can get clients. The downside is today, most people are terrified to talk to wealthy people. They're, yeah, they're yeah. literally terrified. And here's the daft thing. And you can watch this when you watch the uh, the Hollywood news. When you get someone that meets someone that's famous, they do this. They go, oh, it's, it's really good to meet you. They lower their head. Okay. Now, over generations, and especially around different cultures, when we pay respect to someone, we bow our head. But we shouldn't be bowing our head to... Rich people, we should, if, if we want to work with them, if we yeah, want yeah. to meet someone and be considered an equal, then don't be the first thing you do, bow and put them up on a pedestal. Yes. So that's the problem. Today, I think we're actually terrified. And that's what makes me laugh. Most people, when they start a business, because they have no money, they know what it's like to have no money. So they market to other people with no money and then work can't work out why they're not selling anything. Yeah. So the first thing you should do is find a solution to a problem that people have with money. 
Yeah. So the money is not the problem in paying for it. Yes. Uh, can you uh, elaborate more on that? Like, so how, why would like that uh, mentality that would exist? Like, you know, you know what you know, and you don't know what you don't. Um, so in which case, you know how to speak to someone that's of the same class society as you. You okay. know how to speak to someone that's got the same money as you. You know, you need, you know how to communicate with someone that went to your school or worked at your same job. But you don't know how to speak to someone that's got a yacht. You don't know how to speak to someone that's got a very affluent company. Well, here's the shock. They're the same as you, but they have money. And that's the difference. That is the key difference. You should talk to them as people, not as dollar signs. Don't look at them as a bank account. Look at them as an individual and communicate one person to another person. But we get terrified. Oh, hell, why would they talk to me? I don't have any money. No, you may not have any money, but you have intelligence. You have strategy. You have value. And you have the solution. If you don't have a solution to someone's problem, don't talk to them. But if you can help their life, you should communicate. Yeah. I think uh, that's like uh, one of the more important things because uh, people tend to feel, as you said, like, you know, be you know, be anxious or like be afraid, like why would they like you know, why would they talk to me? It's like it's like that kind of mentality that people would have like going into something like this. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah. Let's talk about now you you were doing uh, now you're doing this to like, you know, get access to like, you know, rich people, wealthy people, you know, like to be in conversation with them. So what were your like the uh, idea on that? Like, what, what, what do you try to learn? Or what kind of relationship uh, you you were trying to build there? Let's talk about that. Yeah, so the, the reason I started working with rich people is I wanted the education. I didn't want to go to the event. I didn't want to go to the party. I wanted the education. And in fact, just like me and you now, I wanted a conversation. Now, I've always said that if there had been podcasts back in the 90s, maybe I'd have started a podcast and interviewed them and never been in business. But I did it okay. just so I could have that con conversation so that I could get smarter learn how they looked after money, relationships, investments, so that I could action the same things. So the only reason I did it was to have that conversation, not to party. I'm not a party person, but I did it so that I could get that education. Yes. So I think, uh, so I've been in like, uh, in, I've, I've been like talking with some kind of coaches who do kind of like social circles and like, you know, building like, you know, social life, you know, being around wealthy people that but one of the important things they talk about is like you when you get to talk with uh, like, you know, wealthy people, you should uh, like you talk with them and like you, you get to know them to like 
you get to know their goals, their dreams, that like you, and you can help in any way they can, any way you can. So you would provide value, and uh, they would like be like they they would. Uh, look at you as like a kind of equal value. I think uh, that was one of the reasons. Yeah, that's the focus. You want to, you can't do business with someone if you are lower than them. Yeah. Yes. So you have to be able to approach people as an equal and as a value. Yes. So uh, let's talk about uh, like you talk about you being a coach. So how would you? get started with uh, someone like you know if someone wants to be coached from you like how would you start uh, coaching them like what what are you so the first thing you do with any good coach is you've got to identify what's the point you know what are you going for um it's no good kind of like working on your mindset working on your focus working on your copy your business your brand your relationships it's no good working on any of that if you don't know where you're going. So the first thing to do is identify where are you trying to go and then what's stopping you? What's what's the brakes? What's the friction? It could be your ability, your, your credibility, uh, your knowledge, your education, your relationships, your support. It could be any of those things. It could be all of those things. But until you know where you need to go, you can't design the appropriate track to get there. So what I want to know is, what is your business? What is your relationship? What is your end goal? And the end goal is never the end goal. You know, if you want if you want a nice car, and then you want a bigger car, and then you want a Ferrari, and then you want a Rolls Royce, and then you want a plane, the goals always change, but you've got to go in the correct direction. And so it's very keen, first of all, to find out what's going on. And then where's your friction points? And we all have a ton of baggage. And that baggage can be lack of support system, a bad website, lack of confidence. You know, it can be so many different things that holds us back. A good coach phones out where you've got to go. And then the next thing is unwraps that baggage so that you're in athletic form to be able to achieve what you need. That's the whole purpose of a coach. Yeah. So uh, let's say, like, how would you, like, you know, start recognizing uh, what your weaknesses or, like, you know, what your baggage is like? How would you go about it? Well, first, it's not hard. Um, and most people can, you know, should be able to discover it really easily. The, to know what your weaknesses is, to we, to notice what your weaknesses are, you've got to focus on what your strengths are. So what are you really good at? And you're really good at things that take no effort. Like if you look at someone that's a great artist, they do this and it looks good. You know, they're just naturally good at it. But they may be terrible at the accounting. They may be terrible at the marketing. They may be terrible at the branding. So the first thing to do is find out what are you really, really good at? And then look at all of the other things that you do. And are you good at those? Are you competent at those? Or do you just make do? And the first thing you've got to do is get rid of all of the things 
that you can you, you can do and that you're competent at and outsource those to people that they are brilliant at doing it. I can't do accounting. I'm useless at accounting. I don't want to touch accounting, but I employ people who are brilliant at accounting. So I get to do what I'm brilliant at. So focus on what you're brilliant at and then outsource everything else so you can do more of what you're brilliant at and invoice more. Yes. So it's like, it's like I think it's one of the more important concepts. Uh, so you you recognize like what your strengths are, you build on it, you like, so you, you can be more effective or you can like do work without being, you know, let's say to be worry much about, you know, can I do this thing or can I, like you know, I'm not good at this. Like, how can I pull this off? So you don't have to worry about that. You can uh, actually outsource to a person who's that skill, who has that skill, and who can do a better job than you. So that will help you in turn to achieve your goals, and it will be much faster and much more. Yes. So uh, now back to the concierge. So you you, you are creating like experiences to uh, like to hang around with the wealthy and rich people. So like, do you also did like kind of kind of a long-term project? So kind of like being involved that would might, you know, might take, you know, weeks or months kind of a... In the concierge like- business, in the concierge business, I was project-based. Okay. So I want you to do this and then I would come along and turn it into something magical. And then once it's finished, I'm done. I walk away. What would happen, though, in the concierge business is that people would then want something wonderful the following year and the following year. So you found just by project-based, you would look after certain repetitive timeframes, every anniversary, every Christmas, every summer, you know, every you know, school trip. You know, there'd be re- re- repetition. Now that I've kind of moved away from that business, the coaching tends to be a longer-term program from like six months to a year to get you where, and then people take a break, and then we go on to a different play. So right now I'm doing a lot more um, contract work, but in the concierge world, it was always project-based. Yes. So uh, let's talk about uh, how would you – Start doing kind of a like a let's say let's take a project like how would you start on like working on a project uh, like what's your plan like how do you start to plan like how do you outsource or delegate how do you like you know con- connect contact people and so the first thing you do is sit down and get crazy yeah. now that sounds a, a thing but if someone gives you a project or gives you a challenge sit down and dream. Go for a stupid goal. What could I do with this to make it bigger? If someone wants a website built, how can you make it an amazing website? If someone wants to go for a trip in Rome, how can you make it an amazing trip? If someone wants to go just to, I don't know, a walk on the beach, how can you make that an amazing walk on the beach? Try to see how you can amplify it by adding some kind of dream, some imagination, some creativity into it, 
And then once you've got that idea, then try to break it down into the steps from there to here. You know, Elon Musk wanted to go into space. I want to go into space. That's my goal. So what's the step just before being in space? Well, it's leaving Earth. Okay, what's the step just before leaving Earth? Well, it's leaving the launch pad. What's the step before that? It's building a rocket. So reverse it all the way back to where you are. So no matter what the goal is, reverse it back little step by little step by little step. How do you walk around the world? By one step at a time. So that's what you've got to focus. End goal, reverse engineer it, and then see what has to be done to get it. Yeah. So it's like it seems simple, So, but it's like, you know, harder in execution. So how would you, uh, so it's like, it's it can be seem easier in the big picture, but uh, there, there would be like many more nuances that would come, like when you're executing. It's like, let's talk more about that. It's not hard. It's not. I know we haven't got much longer left on the podcast, but it's not hard. You see, the trouble is most people will sit there and even on this podcast, they'll be like, ah, it sounds simple, but I can't do it. And they'll talk themselves out of it. Nine times out of 10, the biggest problem with you getting what you want is you. Nine times out of 10, you are the problem. Now, I'm a bricklayer from London that ended up working with Elton John and Elon Musk. I just went, I tried, and I failed. I remember early times when I would try and start a relationship, I was very bad. I would try and help people. I was very bad. That's an education on how not to do it. So from that, I tried again, and I tried again, and I tried again, and then I was successful. And then I'll try again and try, and then I will success. So the failures become less and less and less and less till you start getting it right. But the problem is people don't realize that the first time you do anything, it's going to be shit. It's going to be bad. So do it first, get over that hump, and then polish, then get good. Yeah. So that was like one of my, uh, like, philosophies toward, uh, like, this podcast because I... I only started doing videos a uh, few episodes back. Uh, like on the, I, this is kind of like the third episode that I'm doing uh, with video, and uh, I have only been doing audio and uh, without like with less uh, with less equipment and without uh, less of a what you call uh, like a setup. So uh, I have done like. First of all, I've done like questions, you know, just, I just ask questions like, you know, without following up, uh, without talking much as I used to do now. So so I would uh, like get uh, the the idea you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, before, uh, before the last question, so since we are uh, running out of time, uh, uh, so tell us like if, if if someone wants to, you know, uh, like, you know, be coached by you and, you know, uh, find your book, uh, like, how would they find it? It's very easy. Steve D. Sims. If you Google Steve D. Sims or just look up stevedsims.com, whatever, just Steve D. Sims on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, I'm the exact same everywhere. Look up there. You'll find out how to get the book. You'll be able to watch me, but I'm easy to find. 
Yeah, that's great. So, uh, Steve, this is the final question. So, what does freedom mean to you? The ability to make the choices I want to make. Yes. So, that's great. Uh, it's very great and simple. <laughs> so, uh, Steve, it's uh, great to meet you. Uh, thank you for coming. Uh, uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, uh, we'll keep in touch. Maybe, like, you know, maybe, like, you know, Maybe in six months we can do another interview and you know you can have another book. Uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what we do. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Very much. Bye. I would like to talk about WISE. Receive money directly to your account with zero fees, wherever you are in the world. Hold and convert money to over 40 currencies instantly in your account. Get a debit card to spend in any currency, all with Wise's low and transparent fees. Try it out from the affiliate link below with no additional cost to you. Thank you for listening to our conversation. Don't forget to sign up to ICE if you need to send or receive money from abroad. Please leave a review and subscribe to the show. See you next time.